Hey everyone, welcome into round 49 of The Hop. Gabe and Steven are back with you. It is December and we're going on a Duncan run this round. Hello everyone, we are in the need for some coffee for this one. And uh, what better than coffee Duncan beers? I am, I don't know what to feel. I'm excited, I'm nervous, I'm scared, I'm anxious, all of the above. All of of the above it's going to be a good one it's going to be an interesting one that's for sure and there's going to be coffee going to be beer whether you're an early riser or a stay up later this one is for you so without further ado gabe steven let's go on a duncan run Dunkin' Donuts' main vision was, all right, well, we serve people in the morning, but like after, you know, 3 p.m., our sales drop. What could we now do? What? And the owner said, I got it. Beer. I feel like, um, I don't know if this, I know this came up on the show before. I don't remember if it was in the news or, I can't imagine it was this week in gross. I don't think we would I do would that hope not because we're drinking these now. <laughs> Dunkin' Donuts. But uh, yeah, we wanted to uh, sample this variety pack of their um, their Dunkin' Donuts. They have four of them. Uh, they, one of them has been, it's Harpoon Brewing, I guess we should say that. And, uh, Harpoon has been brewing a Dunkin' Coffee Porter for a while, and they've now got a whole Dunkin' Donuts mix pack. They're brewing with donuts. There's a lot of crazy going on there, and, uh, (laughs) and it's selling really well, so... If, if it's selling well, I mean, it must be good. Um, what's the story with these again? Your brother bought these for you or suggested it? Yeah, my brother John grabbed these for me out of the liquor store he works at in Vermont because he lives up there and I would have had a hard time finding it. So shout yeah. out to John. He's been on the show and he comes through yet again. Hell yeah. He said, oh, you like Duncan? Here, here you go. So I'm... Let's see. Let's let's see. Uh, if you're not doing so already, you should give us a follow over on Instagram and Twitter. We are at the HO Podcast. Uh, you can find us on there. Check out all the beer content we put out. Check out pictures of all our Black is Beautiful beers from last episode. Check out, uh, take a look at the beers we're drinking. See the poured pics. See what it looks like in the glass. You can follow us over on YouTube, uh, subscribe, click the bell. You'll get a notification whenever a new episode drops, and you can listen to the show with our logo in the background. And it's a beautiful logo, so you should do that uh, if you if you want to, I don't know, play it on your TV or something. Uh, you can send us an email, thehopod at gmail.com. If you have brewery suggestions, requests, things you want to see on the show, whether it's beer, wine, seltzer, water, juice soda or everything in between we'll consider it at least let us know if we should start drinking starbucks beer let us know if we should drink if there's a local coffee shop and they make an ale let us know because apparently we're doing that now (laughs) so let us know anything and everything and most importantly the rates and reviews on apple Podcasts are really helpful to us they help the show so if you've done so already thank you and if you have a minute after you finish this episode or during it uh, feel free to uh, rate review Tell us your thoughts. Maybe we'll tailor the show to you. Uh, Let's get into the news. Beer news. 
All right. First up, I'm really excited about this story. This is just something that I just stumbled upon on Twitter, and uh, I'm going to report it on the show because I feel like um, these people are our brothers in arms, Gabe. Uh, 100%. This has to do with beer and Broadway, which are two things that are very near and dear to my heart. The happy hour guys are their two Broadway actors, Mark Aldrich and Jimmy Ludwig. Uh, They met in 2003 doing a production of the musical 1776 down at the Ford's Theater, and they formed a bond over their love of great drinks. Well, now they are content producers, and they have uh, a blog, a vlog, all kinds of things like that. They tour around. They try great bars, great beers, go to breweries, different things like that. So they've had this operation since 2006. A relatively new part of that is their uh, Broadway Brews project, um, which is they basically get the cast, musicians, and crew of a hit Broadway show together with a craft brewery to brew a special beer that raises money for a charity of the show's choice. So this is dope. They, like, take casts from from Broadway shows, and then they those cast members get to, like, go to this craft brewery and work with the brewers, and they... They brew beer for charity. Absolutely amazing. There have been five so far. Uh, Hamilton teamed up with our friends over at Gun Hill Brewing to benefit uh, Graham Wyndham. School of Rock uh, worked with Carton to benefit Sing for Hope. Waitress and Six Point teamed up to benefit Adrian Shelley Foundation. Phantom of the Opera teamed up with Hardywood to benefit musicians on call. And then uh, number five was Come From Away, teaming yes. up with Five Burroughs Brewery to benefit Tuesday's children. Uh, and the reason it's in the news is because the final brew in this sort of six-pack that they're putting together is their Curtain Up Beer. This is a beer initiative. It's similar to Black is Beautiful, but obviously a, a very different kind of cause and, and a smaller initiative but that kind of thing uh it's a base recipe created by our our good friends over at gun hill brewing and the proceeds are going to benefit the actors fund if you've never heard of the actors fund they provide a safety net for entertainment professionals throughout their lifespan they're a great resource for actors uh, performers um and things of that nature they can help with uh, all kinds of things that you know you can go to their website and check them out but things like insurance helping with their taxes i mean all kinds of stuff that that artists need to really keep going um so far 34 breweries have teamed up to be a part of this obviously gun hill brewing uh some other ones that stand out include breckenridge brew pub out of colorado tons of new york breweries obviously five boroughs uh departed souls is on here hey uh saint james brewing i see union craft brewing six point captain lawrence so it's really cool. Uh, you're going to start seeing these hit stores, especially in the New York region, um, starting uh, as early as December. And um, I I mean, I just, I love everything about this. I feel like these guys, I would love to meet them. Uh, I, I mean, what could be closer to us, Gabe, than like, you know, yeah. this is our industry. We're basically these guys without the Broadway credits and without yeah. being able to kick it with Lin-Manuel Miranda. Um, I, I, it really is cool. You know, it's very similar to the Black is Beautiful initiative in the way they're going about it. You know, you get there, the recipe and the label design is online. Um, it's a uh, hazy IPA, 6.5% or base. Um, which I think you mentioned was made with uh, Gun Hill Brewing. Mm-hmm. Yes, with Gun Hill Brewing in the Bronx. Um, so it's just 
another interesting thing to see um, about, you know, helping out and saving the arts because uh, if there's one where we're, you know, all suffering through the pandemic and entertainment, especially, especially theater, you know, they, they, uh, they're all closed as of, as of late. So save the arts. Yeah. This is, this is much needed for uh, an industry that is seeing just an incredible amount of pain as a result of the pandemic, uh, as so many industries are. If you're interested, if you're a brewery uh, that listens to our show, first of all, hi. Second what of all, up? um, <laughs> you can, uh, if you want to participate, you can head over to thehappyhourguys.com slash curtain dash up dash beer. And that's also where beer drinkers can go if you want to support, uh, give money or find out how to become involved or just read about the initiative because it's really cool. Steven, we need to go to Michigan. Okay. Because there's a dope new brewery there, and it is the first black-owned brewery in Michigan, and it launched last week. It is called Black Calder Brewing Company. They launched on Black Friday with the release of their first beer, which is a black IPA. Company is owned by Terry Rostick and Jamal Ewing, two Michigan-born craft beer heads who are on a mission to make great beer and provide a platform for innovation, art, culture and inclusion in the craft beer industry and this is one of the best parts they've got a simple motto make dope beer for dope people sounds like a really awesome brewery um they're really uh getting their hands dirty and doing what they need to do to open up and uh you know grow in every possible way um they are offering a variety of different beer styles they're gonna have imperial stouts barrel and wood aged beers hello Yum. And that is why I think we should go. Um, they've got fruited ale, kettle sours, IPAs, lagers, and craft ciders. So something for everyone. Uh, their first 16-ounce can release was the Black Calder Black IPA. It's a 7 percenter. It is dry hopped with Mosaic and Idaho 7. So if you listen to this in the Michigan area, check them out. Give us a shout out. Tag them in all sorts of the socials. And uh, yeah, I I can only assume... They're not open for, you know, in-house chilling. No, they're, they're just distributing to, uh, I think, just one liquor store at the moment. Um, okay. Hey, but start small, grow big. Exactly. So uh, look out for them. Uh, that is Black Calder Brewing Company. Next up, uh, I just think this story is hilarious. Um, <laughs> Astra Pouch, uh, a company based out of Rochester, New York, has announced the release of a 64-ounce beer-to-go pouch. Flexible packaging created specifically for takeout and on-the-go purchases of beer, soda, and other carbonated beverages. Uh, this apparently has a lot of benefits to it. First of all, it's eco-friendly. Second of all, they're flexible, obviously, um, and storage of them, they store flat, uh, unlike cans and crawlers. They're also cost-effective. They're cheap. Um, it's an adult-sized Capri Sun. <laughs> it's awesome. Basically, so basically... Now beer drinkers can play slap, slap the bag. The bag yeah. <laughs> Which and honestly though, like with wine, that it's it's not the best game to play, I will admit. It's really hard, but I feel like with beer we could crush this. I'm making a promise here on the hop. Uh-oh. As soon as we find an Astro Pouch beer or a beer to go that we can take away in a bag, That's our next we video. will release a video yes. on YouTube. <laughs> Of us playing slap the bag with whatever that is in the bag. Could be an IPA, could be a stout, could be a lager. The triple IPA. We're just like, doesn't matter. We will slap the bag. Yay! That 
is absolutely hilarious. <laughs> it literally looks like a giant adult size Capri Sun. Yeah. Oh man. It's just I'm sure there's a lot of benefits. It's just really funny to look at. <laughs> yeah, it it looks awesome. Moving along in the news and notes, I have a need. A need for mead. Apparently, meaderies are a thing. This is something new to me. Instead of a brewery, you've got a meadery. They make, you guessed it, mead. We are featuring a newer one in back in our home state of Connecticut. In Middletown, Bergen, or Bergen House is adding to the meadery scene. Uh, Talon Bergen, who started this whole shebang, started off with a Mr. Beer kit. And he really wanted to get into the beer game and was terrible at it. His words, not mine. Um, him and his wife, Emily, received home mead as a gift. She really liked it. And Talon basically accepted the challenge of brewing his own mead. Now, the original plan was to open a brewery. Um, however, they were at a – all you Connecticut fans will like this. They were at a Hartford Yard Goats game. And Emily said, I could go for a mead right now. And Talon knew what he had to do next. Challenge accepted. So Bergen House was born next to Eli Cannon's tap room uh, in the same Main Street building that houses Purgatory Coffee Roasters. Um, mm. That is in Middleton, Middletown. And uh, yeah, it's new on newer on the scene, but it sounds like a really great, awesome spot. It was featured in the uh, local Connecticut magazine. And I thought, why not? Let's give them a quick shout out. Uh, mead, for those of you who don't know, is made from honey, water, and yeast with spices and fruits for flavoring. And here's the best part. Bergen says he uses a different fermentation process rather than most commercial meaderies, which enables him to keep the ABV for all of the drinks down to 6%. He then carbonates the mead, and the result is a light, refreshing, crushable beverage that is like a beautiful liquid meld of beer, cider, and wine. So... It's kind of it kind of might be for everyone because they have eight taps open right now. They have two non-alcoholic options and most of the choices they have are very similar to what I just mentioned, beer, cider and wine, but they've got ones that taste like a double IPA or like a port wine. So anyone can get something. I mean, I'd give it a go. I'm not a big mead guy, but uh I would uh, I'll try anything once. I've had mead once in my life and it was in London and it was very good. And it got me very buzzed very quickly. <laughs> so I'd be interested to trying something that I can appreciate more and maybe sip on. So uh, Worth a shot. Yeah. Shout out to Bergen House in Middletown. Okay, real quick. I'm uh, going to give you a This Week in Gross this week. And it, it comes to us from Martin House Brewing. Uh, they have brewed a wing sauce beer. And I think it looks genuinely disgusting. Oh, my God. Ew. Uh it is a 5.2% ABV sour ale brewed with Frank's Red Hot Buffalo Wing Sauce. Yum. Uh, this is a brewery based out of Fort Worth, Texas, and they have become known for incorporating unusual ingredients into their creations, including beers like Best Made Sour Pickle, beer brewed with pickled juice, oh, and God. the honey butter brewed with Whataburger Honey Butter Sauce. Okay, couple thoughts. First <laughs> off, it does look gross, but I have I would be lying if I said I wasn't interested in trying it, specifically because I absolutely adore Frank's Red Hot Sauce. So that would I, I would give it a shot and see what it was like. But remember last week when we were like dill pickle as a flavor and, yeah. and coffee and beer? I don't know. These this mothers place is ahead of the curve. These mothers did it. Like what the hell? 
uh, here's the thing. The uh, consensus ratings on Untapped, people kind of like it. See? We could be wrong. What is it at? 3.58. It's at 3.58, which, you know, sounds about right. we've We've had legit beers from legit breweries on this show that have gotten that score a little bit lower so absolutely and this is a legit brewery but uh yeah if you read some of the reviews uh people don't hate it but i just think it looks wrong i don't know maybe it's the picture like when you look at the picture it's just surrounded it's a beer surrounded, surrounded by buffalo wings yeah well what, how else were you gonna take the photo like that's what I we know. would have done <laughs> i know it just it, it i don't know something about it is those is wings very... look really good though i think that's what i'm they the look like it's a sour i don't know yeah but... that's true it's a. I mean, don't get me wrong. It fits this week in gross, but this isn't one of those like I'll never touch it. This is one of those like all right, I gotta no. see what's up. All right, Gabe, give us a toast so we can get into this Dunkin' Donuts extravaganza. Well, we got Dunkin' beers, so what better than a coffee toast? To strong hot coffee, it's what I'll take tomorrow morning for my headache. Black as the devil, strong as death. Sweet as love and hot as hell. To a hot, steaming cup of joe. Tomorrow, when I wake up slow. To coffee. Life would truly be obscene without occasional caffeine. And I'm going to end the toast on a quick quote. Coffee. Because crack is bad for you. Cheers, everybody. That's very true. And, uh... Scary. (laughs) <laughs> I love that somebody took the time to write a toast to coffee and I feel like I understand the mood they were in when they did that. Let's get into the beer. Let's kick things off with uh, it's one not, of the it, less... It's, it's not weird yet. It's not weird yet. No, yeah. it's going to get weird later. <laughs> uh, so we have four of these, but they're lower ABV, so I'm not as scared as I was last week. Um, we should, this this would have been the week to do water as a recovery right? episode oh from how... Oh my God, we should have. <laughs> but okay, we're kicking things off with Harpoon's Dunkin' Pumpkin. Pumpkin pumpkin. So this is a this is obviously a, a, a pumpkin ale. Uh, it comes in at five point two percent ABV. Uh, Beer Advocate has it at eighty four. Untapped has it at three point nine five nine. And the description from the brewery: Inspired by our favorite fall latte, this ale is brewed with pumpkin, fall spices, and a splash of coffee. This fall treat is another tribute to all the days that Duncan has helped us fire up the brew kettle. A effing men um so it's a pumpkin ale but it's brewed with coffee which i'm intrigued by off the bat which is probably why the color is a little on the darker side it's not like stout dark but it's definitely like mine's like orangey brownish depending on the light yeah i would say on the srm chart i would put this maybe at 15 16 it's sort of a definitely on the darker side of orange uh, with some brown in the middle um it had a nice like off-white kind of eggshell yeah. or almost tan foam. I, 
read my mind. I was just about to say that. Yeah, it was right? it was a, it was a little darker head than I thought it was going to be. And it has receded into a ring around the glass, but uh you get some decent lacing. It it looks it looks creamy and velvety and beautiful. I'm excited. It smells like coffee on steroids. Like it smells like sugary coffee. You know what it smells like? Iced coffee. Or like cold brew coffee. Concentrated yeah. coffee. Darker coffee, you know? And obviously pumpkin spice first. Like yes. I get pumpkin before I get coffee. I get a little bit of cinnamon. Um, it's like just a hint of it. Um, but yeah, the pumpkin really comes through um, as mm, one would The hope. coffee is really nice though. It's like, uh, so we had we had that pumpkin episode and we liked all of those beers, but like we have had some pumpkin beers um, and I won't shout out any by name, but some of them are so pumpkin that you get that up, like you get that sweetness, like almost pumpkin pie spice up front. This, I get that, that hint, a kiss, if you will. You know but what the it coffee smells just balances like? it out really nicely. You know what it really smells like? What? You've just finished your Thanksgiving dinner and every the every, the the plates with food have already been cleaned up and you're moving on to dessert and that first brewed coffee that fills the room. That's what I'm getting coffee wise. Mm. And I'm getting it's so specific because I smell it every time I'm home for the holidays. Like the first like when it's like all right, it's time for dessert and in my house board games um, before dessert <laughs> so it's like start with coffee who wants coffee that first pot is just like oh there it is we're in dessert mode and that's i think that's what i'm getting this i wouldn't call this a dessert beer yet but that's where i'm at so here no we are. Uh, yeah it's really delightful a little bit of brown sugar uh smells really nice the grain bill in here is pale malt wheat and honey uh there's apollo hops in there i have a car named apollo ah uh, apollo Yes, I named my cars. Well, that's that's another story for another episode. And the specialty ingredients in here are obviously pumpkin puree, Dunkin' coffee. There is cinnamon in here, and there is lactose in here. Yeah, so that that makes sense. That checks with the creaminess. Are we, we going to be up about. like all night because of these? Well, I don't know. Because is the coffee going to counteract the alcohol that's going to put us right to bed? Well, let's cross country, not cross country, out. cross state clink <laughs> and find out. All right. I would like to start off with the tasting notes offered to us by the brewery. Quote, like a crisp autumn afternoon. And that's it. And I would like to say, when I read that, I rolled my eyes. And when I <laughs> sipped this beer, when I took a sip, I understood what they were talking about. Cause I, cause yeah, I get like, it's not very sweet. It's not as sweet as the nose. It is darker. It does feel, and maybe it's because it's pumpkin. I don't know. Maybe it's just something I'm associating with it. But like when I, I mean, the color of this looks like fall leaves. I'm just, I, yeah. I, it's fall for me. I'm, I'm at a, yeah. I'm in a corn maze somewhere. I'm enjoying this. 100%. I hope you can get out of that maze. Those things are crazy. Um, I would 100% agree with that. It kind of, I don't know why, but it kind of tastes like taut, like a candied apple. Mm. I don't know why I'm getting apple because I don't think it has anything to even come close to apple because it's pumpkin. But I'm getting like that fall, like those those candied treats you get at like a fair. 
I'm not getting candy apple so much. I am getting a lot of the coffee. I'm not tasting as much pumpkin either. Yeah. I think the pumpkin is more on the nose. And and mostly what's in my mouth is coffee. And like I said, specifically, it's like iced coffee or cold brew. It's dark coffee. It's like, it's not espresso. No, there's no bite it's, to this. No. I feel like uh, they're all going to be that way, which is fine. But yeah, um, it's it's very low key. The flavor is there, but it's very subtle, you know? Yeah, it uh, almost uh, in the back of your mouth, if you really dig into it, it almost has a little bit of like a, a Pilsner finish to it or a lager yeah. finish to it. And that's the thing. Like the finish is is very clean, um, not a lot of lingering flavor in the mouth, maybe a little lingering sweetness, but not too much. In the mouth, it's it's light. Um, it's it's got a little bit mm, of that creaminess. I that's where yeah. the lactose kind of comes in. I was expecting a little more, but it's it's definitely there. Gently carbonated. Uh, where would you want to drink this? Like, I mean, immediately I'm going to go fall festival. You know what I mean? That's like, that's what I was going to say. Like a fair, like a, like the North Haven fair, if they allowed alcohol. Day drinking because it's a five point two percenter and apple it's, picking. Uh, yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. I would love to apple pick with a beer in my hand. That's what I'm saying. You Okay, maybe it doesn't taste like apple, but you <laughs> you know you think about apples when you drink this. Well, yeah, cuz I associate with them with fall, but I'm just saying like, have you ever when's the last time you went apple picking? <laughs> yeah, same. But, when I was like 10? <laughs> okay, it hasn't been that long, but it's been a minute, but it's like if I could do that with a beer in my hand, I think I would like it so much more. I mean, apple picking is... How come no one ever nice. asks me to go apple picking? <laughs> what the hell, guys? <laughs> yeah, it's it's very light. It's very creamy. It's uh, it's pumpkin-y a little bit. I'm not... Like I said, I'm not getting most of that. I'm getting more of the coffee and more of the, like, cinnamon flavoring to it. But, uh... It's a kiss of pumpkin, which, if I'm being honest, for my preferences... As I've said over and over again on this show, see our pumpkin beer episode. That's what I prefer. I don't want a whole lot of yeah. pumpkin. You know, I it, want you it. You don't to want be, it overpowering. It does enough on the nose and the the little bit of it that's in the taste. It's really well balanced, which pumpkin beers can often not be. So I think they did a really nice job with this. I think they accomplished what they were aiming at i like this better than when i actually get pumpkin flavored coffee at dunkin donuts i forgot they have those flavors yeah i'm 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 a, I'm a solid like caramel guy love that caramel and i'm, I'm, I'm what's interesting is i prefer iced coffee and i know you like it hot so mm-hmm. i feel like this beer is more tailored maybe all the beers are will be more tailored toward me just because of the iced coffee feature but i'm all, all about that fv that french vanilla but every now like typically around this time of year, I do like to get like one pumpkin spiced coffee. And maybe it's because pumpkin spice doesn't work as well with coffee as it does in a latte. I know it's good in a latte. I like to just get one just to like make me feel like it's the season. And I've stopped doing it with the coffee because it's just like too sweet. It's like too you're much. S- you're so basic. But this beer <laughs> is not too much. It's delicious. Just glossed right over that. <laughs> Listen. No, it's not too much at all. I, I, we've had those pumpkin beers where it's like, whew, all right, you just threw a pumpkin at my head. But no, this yeah. is this is really Squinting. solid. Um, let's move on to the uh, the next one in our lineup because um, we do have four of these. So if we haven't been clear about this, I feel like 
I just assumed this, but if we haven't been clear, this is a, a, a four pack, a variety pack that Harpoon sells. Uh, it's a part of their limited series. And so all these are the four beers that are in it. Uh, it, it apparently it's hard to get to. I, I remember we were talking about a few weeks ago, like they're yeah. having a staggered distribution or something. They're having a little, little trouble with the distribution because a lot of people they're having some hiccups want it and i i would just like i would just like to say while we're talking about how popular this is dunkin donuts is the better place to get coffee all right that i'm laying this down on the hop we gonna get some emails about this whatever like bring it come at me i don't care it's not just a new england thing anymore i used to drive two miles away from my apartment when there was a starbucks on the corner in california i would drive two miles which in California is a big deal, just to get my Dunkin' Donuts. That's a that's Dunkin' Donuts is right better there. than Starbucks. I said it. Am I, are you with me, Mike? Bang! Exclamation point! He is, and you know why he is? Because I control his voice. Wow. So he has no choice. There's a lot to going agree on with me. over coffee. And I know, I'm getting hyped up. Here we go. All right, next up, <laughs> we've got... <laughs> next up, we've got the Coffee Porter. It is a fun six percenter. Um, the SRM chart, we're looking at a, a jet black um, porter. 40. 40 plus. Uh, Beer Advocate gave it an 86. Untapped gave it a 3.58. You know what else Untapped gave a 3.58 to? The wing sauce beer. Can I get an amen? Oh, my God. Ew. Work, that's close <laughs> enough. That, that works as well. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the quote from the brewery says, Beloved Duncan coffee brings robust roasty notes to this balanced and smooth coffee porter. Uh, tribute to all the days that Duncan has helped us fire up the brew kettle. Yeah, this is so the coffee porter is part of uh, Harpoon has been brewing it for for years. This is yeah, not this a is, new. This is the 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 uh, the uh, the old faithful, if you will. Yeah, the, all the other ones are new this year. This has sort of been uh, part of the the mix pack for a while. Specialty ingredients in here are just the the real Dunkin' coffee that is in there. Um, but yeah, and this one gets great reviews. It's it's uh, people love it in in New England. Why? Because people love Dunkin' in New England. So that makes sense. This um, smells like. Iced coffee and espresso. Yeah, it does. This this is the one that's going to keep us awake at night. <laughs> it smells just it's like... funny because you're drinking it out of a mug and it literally, it just looks so correct. It just looks like you're having coffee out <laughs> of a mug. Yeah, it's, it's, this is, um, it's the morning and this is what I'm, how I'm starting my day with a, with yeah. a coffee beer. This is, I mean, it smells like freshly ground coffee. Like it's that, yeah. that smell like... Oh, I love so much when I, I buy ground coffee typically, but like if you grind your own, whatever, it's just that when you've just ground your coffee or when you open a fresh bag, yes, like a brand new bag, hundred percent. Oh my God. I love that so much. And that's what this smells like. Uh, there's it's, some dark chocolate notes. Yeah. It's, it's it, because it's not just like roasted coffee. This is dark coffee, dark chocolate, dark espresso, uh, dark toffee. Like it, it, roasted malts are, are just so, so prominent here. I mean, it's, it's very, very, I, I don't think it doesn't look heavy, but it, it to drink, but it smells heavy. Um, and it's got a little bit of lacing on the sides of the glass, but this is, uh, 
Yeah, this is this is reminding me of last week. <laughs> it's got a little yeah, it's got a little bit of uh those dark fruit flavors too, a little bit of raisin, a little bit of like uh cherry, like dark cherry, Cherry-ish, uh, maybe a little raspberry. Yeah. Uh, that dark fruit that you get uh, when you go in this direction. But I do think, and I'm just speculating, even though I'm holding it in my hand and could just tell you for sure, I do think it's going to be lighter to drink because it's a porter. It's uh, not a stout. And I just feel like this is going to be rich in flavor, but not necessarily rich in body. So let's find out. And I think it's going to be rich in body and not rich in flavor. And I think it's going to be rich in love, no matter what it is. All right. You know what? (laughs) (laughs) So this is very interesting. It's got all the tastes and characteristics of a normal porter and or stout. Um, It's very, very dark tasting, but not too much. What's interesting to me is the back end what happens after I swallow the beer and the last thing I can taste on my tongue, I can't quite put my finger on what that is, but there's something there. There's something present there. And it it's almost as if it's like that chocolatey vanilla side of things. There, there's something that when it goes down, it stays there. It's like syrup in a way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'll tell you what happens for me. For me, it is definitely uh, lighter bodied than the smell gave off. Like when you smell it, you just smell all these sweet smells, which I think was similar with the pumpkin. You smell so much sweet that you're sort of like, okay, this is going to be a lot to handle. And then you take a sip and you're like, oh, no, like that's those smells were nice, but not all of those are there. Um, There's definitely some nuttiness. There's definitely some uh, coffee notes uh, maybe a little bit of like molasses. I do get a distinct fruit note in the flavor. I get what I'm going to call cherry. Maybe okay. it's raspberry jam or something like that. It, yeah. There's something very fruity about it to me. And then when I swallow it, what I got, and maybe it's just, I haven't eaten a lot today. I'm kind of hungry. <laughs> I got a lot of booze. And this is only 6%, but I, the what lingered for me was a booziness that I wasn't expecting almost as if it was like a, like a higher ABV beer, but it's not. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's so interesting to hear you say that. Cause I didn't really get a lot of that fruitness. Um, that is very interesting. Um, and I, I, I wouldn't say for me specifically, I wouldn't say booze in the back end. I would say like another flavor, another note of something else. So it's, it's very interesting how both of our perspectives are similar yet different. Ultimately, I think the back end, like when I really think about it, um, what lingers for me is just some roasted flavor. Um, it's not like it's not like lingering booziness. I don't feel tipsy off it. It's just like there's just something about it that was like warm and sort of like loaded. I don't know how to describe it other than to say like it was like a flavor I associate with a boozier beer than this. Yeah. Um, in the mouth, I think this is more carbonated than the pumpkin. It's oh yeah, for sure. Medium body, yeah, less creamy. Uh, has a little bit more zing to it. Um, but as a porter, it's really good. The coffee is just sort of a, a, a an added Bonus. an added twist on a solid version of a classic beer style. Yeah. I would agree with that. Um, is it the best porter I've ever had? 
No. But it's not the worst porter I've ever had. Yeah, and I think that adds up. I mean, Harpoon Brewing... Harpoon Brewing is a a very big brewery. Uh, This is not one of the, you know, small crafty, like, hidden gem breweries that we've had on the show. This is a very big brewery out of Vermont. Uh, It started with three college friends um, that had a love of beer. They traveled in Europe and I guess decided it was time for them to, to bring that back to Boston? I guess they're in Boston. Are they in Vermont or Massachusetts? Yeah, I was just about to say, they're in Massachusetts. Boston, Massachusetts. They have a they have a tap room and beer garden in Vermont. Yeah, because I was going to say, I've literally been there in Vermont. <laughs> I know where it is. Uh, and they opened in 19, the 1980s? Like, they're, they've been around. 1986 you know? uh, is when they got their first permit number one in the Commonwealth of Massachusetts. And then in June of 1987, the original Harpoon Ale was brewed and delivered. And then that's... They just took off from there. <laughs> okay, great. Yeah, they're... The reason I say this is because they're they're a great brewery, uh, but I would definitely put them in the category of like bigger. Oh yeah, they're beers. They're huge. And their beers tend to be uh, a little bit less in flavor for me than than I I typically like them. They have some really mm. great beers, and I think they have so many beers that it's like if you are able to get your hands on some of their limited releases. They're barrel-aged. They're, yeah. you know, and this these are limited release beers, but if, for me, like, I'm not a big fan of, like, their UFO. That's just me personally. It's nothing against this brewery. That's fine. I love Harpoon. That's fine. Yeah. They've, they've, their, their, uh, their IPA is their flagship, and that's always been a solid, uh, choice if you're in, just in the need for a fun IPA to, you know, if you're just, like, I just I just need something something solid. Grab one of those. They're uh they're available everywhere. Yeah, I, I'm just saying that because when you say it's not the best porter you've ever had, I'm just saying like it, that doesn't surprise me. And also, this is the least sort of boundary pushing of all the beers that we're gonna have. Yeah, so I, I, I think, think you know they've they've got so much and they've got different styles for everyone. But you know, like you said, they're they're not the like the wild let's throw in something crazy they're like all right you know we we got our choices and go with this one which is fine yeah which is totally fine but if you want something to push the envelope we do have some crazy beers to drink coming up yes we do those that now we're getting weird let's uh we're getting weird let's get weird shall we gabe you ready for some donuts dude i'm fucking ready dude it's gonna be lit dude donuts dude (laughs) okay Okay, now we're getting into it. Uh, we're kicking this second round off with the Harpoon Duncan Jelly Donut. Jelly Donut. I have to say, when I read about this mix pack many oh moons God. ago, this was the one that caught my eye as like, yeah, huh. So <laughs> why? Here we are. I love Jelly Donuts <laughs> at Duncan. Like I've I've always been a Jelly Donut fan, so I should like this. We'll we'll see if I do. So it's got an ABV of 5.7. Beer Advocate has it at 84. Untapped has it at 3.18. From the brewery, brewed with real Dunkin' Donuts and a raspberry puree, this slightly hazy IPA has bright notes of jelly and citrus from the addition of fruit-forward hill melon 
and citra hops. So the specialty ingredients in here are the actual Dunkin' Donuts, which I assume are jelly. Oh, my Lanta. Have you smelled this yet? Uh, yeah, I have. And it was... <sighs> Holy it, mother of ale. It took me by surprise. <laughs> I, what am I smelling? It's like a bakery in a glass. I get a whole lot of a whole lot of sweet fruit. I get a lot of melon. I get a lot of raspberry. Oh, yeah. Almost candied. It smells like... This is going to be weird. It smells like Froyo. That's what it smells like. Like, it smells like when you go into a Froyo shop. I feel like someone put their hand in a tub of jelly or jam or jam preserves, cocked their hand back, and just smacked me in the face as hard as they could. I'm getting, like, frosting, dude. I'm getting, like, Yankee Candle, like, Christmas cookie smell. That's what I'm getting off the... Like, I'm getting so much sweet right now. I'm getting a gingerbread's, like, musk. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I'm getting. I'm getting... A gingerbread's musk. You heard it here first, folks. Ugh. I don't know. It's <laughs> just where I'm at in life. David? Oh, my God. Ew. Ugh. All right. I'm trying to shake that image. <laughs> I'm so glad I put it in yeah. your head. Um, I'm, can I just say the head wow. retention was really nice. It lingered for a long time. It's got not that much lacing. It's pretty clean going down the glass. And on the SRM chart, I would put it... Around a uh, nine, ten, eleven, probably eleven. I think I would land on eleven. Yeah, it's like that. orange in that, in that family. Hazy. Yeah, it's 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 cloudy. So cloudy, yeah, not too hazy, but yeah. God, it just it right. smells like such sweetness. All right, it smells so sweet. But it, if it, if the previous ones are any indication, maybe it won't taste as sweet. So here we go. I'll try anything once. Wow. (laughs) Jelly juice. Carbonated jelly juice. Yeah, wow. That is, uh, that is, that is, Jesus, Mary and Joseph. That's, uh, that's hurting my teeth. That's, uh, that's Uh, making my teeth hurt. (laughs) It's, um, yeah, the tasting notes, the brewery said lemon shortbread, and I think nothing could be more true to this. Um, I taste a citrusness for sure. Absolutely. Orange, jam, lemon, all that stuff. But the like, okay, most of Dunkin' Donuts jelly donuts are covered with powdered sugar, right? Yes. They have a version that's not, but most of them are. Yeah. The powdered sugar is in here. It's in there, but it's also in the smell as well, because that's one of the first things now that you mention it, like that's one of the first things I got off the smell. This is just like, so sweet that I feel like if I had a second one, I'd get a headache. <laughs> yeah, it's, um, wow, that is sweet. <laughs> that is like a candy sugar rush. Like, I feel like if you exclude all of the chocolate and all of the, like, bars that you get on Halloween, everything else, like the, not that this is sour, but, like, you get those Sour Patch Kids and, like, Twizzlers, like that sort of candy family. Like, it's just... I just get I I get a whole lot of dough like I get a a lot of sweet dough I get powdered sugar I get like I said there is lemon and citrus the hops are there in the back 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 end but they're subtle like it's hard to tell and it's because they use such sweet hops like the whole melon and the citra hops 
are so sweet in and of themselves and there's no you know galaxy or anything like that to balance it out so what you're left with is a very fruity very sweet they call it an ipa i guess i, I mean i'm not getting a lot of hoppiness off it at no all. not at all um i'm i'm gotta be honest i'm surprised it's 5.7 it tastes like it would be like a 4.2 or something like that um it, that puree is very, very strong. Um, it's it's definitely screams jelly donut. I have to say, though, as as inclusionary as we want to be, and as we we have to be honest, and I'm just being honest. Do I hate this? No, but I would rather have this in like a flight setting where they only give you a little bit. Because I got to be honest, I'm going to power through because that's our code. But yeah, yeah, this a whole can of this or a whole bottle of this is probably not on my radar for an evening. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, all right. So in the interest of being inclusionary, uh, I think what that means is not that we're not honest. It means that we're 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 trying to find something for everyone. Right. So who would like this? If you're looking for a kind of dessert beer, if you're someone who's like trying to ease yourself into IPAs, but maybe you're not really into IPAs, uh, if you like sweet beers, um, dessert beer, maybe the sour fans just because it tastes so fruity. Maybe, maybe, maybe yeah, I don't know. Uh, who would not like this if you are. Us. I mean, yeah, I was just about to say, if you're looking for that bite, <laughs> no, if you like yeah. the darker stuff, I mean, this is not for, I, I would say this, I don't know if this is for the like hop head beer drinker like we are. I would prefer it be called a pale ale than an IPA. I understand why it is. And I, I know that that sense is there. And I've talked on the show before about how I feel about hazy IPAs and how I feel that the style is already being overdone. So maybe it's just that. But the hazy IPA flavor is there in the back end. I get it. But it's just not hoppy enough to call it an IPA to me. And it's barely alcoholic enough to call it an IPA to me. And um, I completely agree with what you said. I'm going to I'm going to finish this beer because we because damn it, we have principles. Yeah. But uh, you don't we don't this, leave empty beer glasses on the table. But yeah, this <laughs> is uh it's not disgusting. Like, no, I mean, it's had- not. It's just so overbearingly sweet that it's like, yeah, I, I cannot have a second one of these. Like, this is a per- this is perfect in a flight setting when you just get the taste of it. You just get that little glass, and you're like, oh my god, that's so different. It's so interesting. Now let me try the other three. Like, one hundred percent. But yeah, maybe as a full can, it's not my favorite. But it's it's. You're absolutely right. It's not bad. It's just like. It's not. It's just not. It's just not my drink. preference. I will say. I'll say this. I don't hate this, and uh, I, I'm gonna call them out. But it is what it is. Fellow Massachusetts brewery. I bought a uh, 12 pack of Sam Adams pumpkin beers, and one of the or fall beers, and one of the four flavors in there was their Jacko, which was um, gross, and I like this more than that. And I drank all three of those because that's what I do. Uh, but that beer was um, not good, and I like this better than that. So if that's so, you didn't like it. Apparently, SNL didn't like it. So yeah, it was like exactly what Bill Burr said. It'll do in a pinch. Uh, but I, yeah, this is. Uh, it's just it's just very sweet. 
if you're looking for strawberry or jelly shortcake mm-hmm. in a can, here you go. Yeah, and it's uh, I think it definitely leaves a lingering sweetness in your mouth. It leaves. Uh, it, it's it's very prominent. It's um it's an experience. I mean, it's just it's a lot of sugar. Yeah, it's very sweet. It makes you feel like you're eating a donut, and I don't like eating their jelly donuts anyway. <laughs> Bro, you're missing out, dude. Yeah, but I worked there when I was 16. So. <laughs> oh yeah, that's Let's, true. Don't we mix. can't leave that out of this episode. I keep forgetting that Stephen did work there for a hot second. So <laughs> yeah, I feel like if I worked there too, I'd be. I'd be like, yeah, I'm good on the donuts. Yeah, it's it's it's. But you know what? They said they put a jelly donut in a can, and damn it, that's what they did. And we should not shit on them for for delivering on their promise. They did exactly what they said they were going to do. Uh, but would I line up around the block to get my hands on this if they were like low on stock at a mm, liquor store? No, 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 that no. Would, that would that would be a no. <laughs> but but maybe this second donut beer will reset it for us you're right next up we've got the one and only boston cream now this one is another one i'm like i don't know what to think Uh, uh, this is my favorite donut that they have there so they better not fuck this up that's well jelly donuts mine and that's a big that's a that's that's a like they kick the field so goal and it's wide left anyway over what <laughs> um this one is very sippable crushable i should say 4.3 percent um no ibus to speak of um the srm chart it's you know it's jet black again um maybe brown reddish brown so i would say 3940 um Beer Advocate has yet to review it, but um, there have been a couple reviews from people um, who have drank in it. Um, so the average that uh, we totaled up was 3.3-ish, and that's out of five. So, okay. Uh, Untapped gave it a 3.53, and you know who else got a 3.53 or higher? See? Here we go. The wing <laughs> sauce beer got higher than this. So, yeah, but it's untapped. Like, I don't even know why we give these people untapped ratings. But I would like a vote. I would like the users to write in and let us know if you like the untapped ratings or not. But we're going to keep giving them to you until you tell us to stop. But they they mean nothing to me because they're all between <laughs> they're three all, and four. Yeah, they're all same. We should just do it. We should just skip the first number and just say it got... We should just... Three should be zero. Four should be one. And we should just rate on that scale. <laughs> it got a two... It got a 45, and then you would know it got 3.45. There you go. Um, Note from the brewery, this Boston cream stout is brewed with real Dunkin' Donuts and cacao nibs, which add extra dough-like and chocolatey notes to an easy-drinking, creamy, dry Irish stout. Now we're talking. So I am very interested in this. Um, When it was first poured, a little bit of head retention, uh, that tan head uh dissipated rather quickly um some lacing against the side of the glass a little bit a little bit a little bit yeah this is um i love the smell off this i smell uh i do smell chocolate mocha like Mm -hmm. the frothy cream on top of like a mocha latte like that like it's it's coffee with a lot of milk um vanilla custard 
This is uh, one of those those drinks that, like, when you go into a coffee shop, it takes them like four and a half minutes to make it. <laughs> they froth yeah, the milk that, like, and they do the whole. They use the whole machine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Every knob is a turning. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I, I definitely get that. I definitely get the chocolate one hundred percent off the top. Um, like the brewery said chocolate frosting, and I could see where you get that because you get the chocolate roasted malt notes, but you also get a sweetness because of the added donuts in here. So. Uh, it smells like an Irish stout should, but maybe a little bit sweeter, a little bit more pungent in the nose. But it's really pleasing to smell. Like it's it's really like it's like the coffee porter plus a little bit of sweetness. See, here we go. Okay. All right. Sweet, not too sweet. Definitely a little bit sweeter than the porter. Um Mm-hmm. chocolate um little hint of vanilla creaminess um cinnamon fudge uh, cinnamon toastiness if you will and and roasted coffee and roasted malts like everything you want off a of guinness plus a little bit of like just a little bit of sweet but not too much like you said like the difference between this and the jelly donut is the jelly donut is like Oof. They tried to turn a jelly donut into an IPA, and an IPA is inherently bitter, and a jelly donut is inherently sweet, and those two things are different. Correct. This, the roasted malt flavors and that sort of that side of the bitter component really complements the sweet, and they go yeah. together really well. Yeah. I, you said it perfectly right. The jelly donut I, beer is jelly donut squeezed into a can. This is more a beer inspired by and with the Boston cream flavors. You know what I mean? Like, I, I feel like they didn't take a Boston cream and squeeze it into a can like they did with the jelly. I really hated that image the first time you said it. And then you said it again. What? I was squeezing gonna... it into a can when you take a jelly donut and just yeah, squeeze it like in all I the think juice the comes squeeze, out if you could just and it stop goes everywhere <laughs> and powdered sugar is all over your hands and it gets gross and sticky. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, this is, this is really good in the mouth. It's, um, it's velvety, it's silky. Uh, you don't get the cr- the same kind of like, there's no lactose in this, so it's not quite no. the same as the pumpkin, but it's still creamy in the mouth. Um, generally, moderate carbonation. I wouldn't call it light, but it's, it's on the lighter side of moderate. Uh, and then the back end is dry, and it leaves your mouth kind of clean and a little bit of chocolate lingering, but not much. It's it's really good. I like this one a lot. I I really do too. I think out of uh, the four of these, um, this is definitely number one for me. Um, I I this one I would want a second one of. Uh, maybe only two in a night, but definitely like this one can definitely they can all hang, but this one can yeah. hang. You know what I mean? For me, it's pumpkin. Boston cream, porter, jelly donut, but that's that's preference. I mean, if you don't like pumpkin, then you're not going to like the pumpkin. Um, I go Boston cream, porter, pumpkin, jelly. See, that's interesting to me that the porter even leaped because you you're you're really favoring the dark beers. So that's interesting yeah, to me. I, I do like the dark like beers. Pumpkin beers. I, I love pumpkin beers. I, I really do, and I I love I really like this pumpkin beer. I just you know I I. I, 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 I. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Harpoon is a brewery that's 
worth having on the show again. They have just so many beers. And like I said, I mean, it, we don't have time to go into everything they have on tap because yeah. it would take forever. I mean, you can go to their website, harpoonbrewery.com. You can take a look at all the beers that they have currently and have had in the past. Uh, they have, you know, they've been brewing since the 80s. They are they got some shit on tap. I feel like this episode is more just the Duncan pack. And it's like, yeah. oh, it's brewed by Harpoon. But like, we need to give Harpoon their own due. And I agree. Um, one of those has definitely got to be their flagship, the IPA. Um, it's one of their most solid ones. We see it everywhere. They have a Black is Beautiful. Um, it's a dry hopped tropical stout. Dry hopped tropical stout. Oh, me, oh, my. Call a doctor. Um, they've got a bunch of really cool stuff, as Steven said. And uh, yeah, they are a very, very big company. And they have been around for a while. So they certainly know what's up. Yeah, and uh, anything that we said negative about the Jelly Donut, let's blame that on Duncan and not Harpoon. How about that? Because our love podcast, it. love it. Our podcast caters to breweries, not coffee shops, and I've already stood my ground for Duncan anyway. So <laughs> then it's fair and balanced. <laughs> so wow. yeah, Harpoon Brewery. But you know, if you can get your hands on this uh, Duncan pack, uh, this is a drinking experience that was definitely interesting it's the kind of thing we're looking for on the hop where it's like yeah that is so i mean the jelly donut we can say what we want about it i've never tasted a beer like that absolutely i was just about to say that it's it's so unique in its own way like this doesn't taste like anything else um before we get out of here we have our fun topic and this week um i would like to just mention that apparently it's been confirmed there are aliens and no one fucking reported on it and i'm really confused by that uh <laughs> there was a mysterious silver monolith that popped up in the utah desert last week i don't know how else to describe it other than mysterious silver monolith it's like this it's 12 feet tall which for context context is two of me i mean think about that that's big that's tall. it's a big giant silver shiny thing that just showed That's up the out other, of nowhere. Like, I don't know what it, it. What is a monolith? It's just a structure. It's just this thing. A monolith is yeah. It's technically a big stone, uh, but it just showed some dude who was like driving a helicopter overwards over over yeah. the top of it saw it and figured it out and and reported this. And then apparently they had bomb experts come out to examine it to make sure it wasn't a bomb and oh my god and they said it you know it it wasn't and then all these hikers like this went this got out on social media and stuff so all these hikers were like oh let's go check it out um one dude who posted a video on instagram said it was so pretty and shiny i wanted to go see it again (laughs) (laughs) and he was unable to do so yeah and then all of a sudden it disappeared like it just completely disappeared 10 days afterwards uh and they don't know where it went they don't know how it got removed it just like disappeared in the middle of the night you can see pictures of this and this is on cnn i'm not on some like conspiracy theorist website this is cnn america's most trusted name in news here's 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 my question though (laughs) it disappears i get that it was this random structure i get that but why how does alien factor into this? 
I'm assuming it was aliens because what else would put that there and make it disappear? All right, here's here's the thing. Did There's CNN of- say it's probably aliens or is this coming no, from you? of course not. Oh, well, then what the hell are we doing here? <laughs> of course not. That's my commentary. Why would <laughs> CNN ever say that? My point is... There's one of two possible situations here. Either there are aliens or the government, for some reason, placed a random object in the desert that was found by people and then they removed it in the middle of the night. Either way, I'm interested and I would like to know why that is not a top story on CNN as opposed to like, why isn't that the top story every night? Tell me about the UFO in the desert and stop telling me about things (laughs) I don't need to know. Okay, listen. Yes, or... (laughs) a group of people found it and they were like this looks shiny and expensive let's take it and sell it on the black market you can't just take if someone people have pickup trucks for a reason so your theory is that this random 12 foot giant square of shiny metal that we don't even know what it is your theory is that a bunch of people saw online that it was there and in the middle of the night somehow took a giant pickup truck into the desert deep in the desert so deep in the desert that only a helicopter saw this thing they took a truck so far into the 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 sandy desert and then loaded it onto the truck and then got it out of the desert in time that nobody saw them and now they're selling it on the black market but they're not selling it by saying hey we took the giant monolith from the desert that's your theory what's hilarious to me is you're making it sound like i'm the crazy one and you're talking about aliens I don't know if they had a pickup truck, but I think some people may have grabbed <laughs> it. And I think some people found it in the middle of the night and said, hell yeah, let's do this. Let's take it. I think it's and probably more likely. Stephen over here is like E.T. came down with his friends. Listen, and it could have been E.T. It could have been Wally. It could have been those Wally's dudes. Wally's a from- robot. <laughs> Whatever. He has the ability to gather a gang of people. I don't know what happens in Alien Land, okay? It could have been those dudes from the movie uh, Independence Day or Alien, since you brought it up. Why not? And either way... Either way, it is pretty dope. And listen, I'm not saying you're wrong i just that's not my first thought but i'll i'll go there with you i i think well, the, i'm telling i'm saying the only plausible alternative to me and it's a pl- very plausible one in fact maybe a more plausible one is that the government i mean this always happens in like utah deserts nevada <laughs> deserts like shit out there where like nobody is yeah so maybe the government was doing some weird shit I, I don't know what the government does with their spare time and money so like maybe they were doing some weird stuff and they then remove i don't know but the point is i would go those two routes Mm. before i go some team of nobody's picked it up with their pickup truck in the middle of the night and also maybe i don't know it's pretty much like confirmed there are aliens anyway like it's it's stupid to think we're not we're the only people in the planet anyway so i'm saying i'm saying this is confirmation and of, of of a certain type and even if it's not confirmation, it's potential confirmation, and it should have been headline news, and I don't understand why it wasn't. I just wish there was more like evidence around the rock to suggest aliens rather than it could be aliens. Because like you could say that for any – I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying like you could – like it would have been great if there was like 
a handprint or something or like a <laughs> well these these tracks on the side of the rock indicate that it could have been a spaceship and but da, it's da, just da, so da, da. shiny though it is it's just like a random like what is it's this just, object like i've never it's just seen so shiny that it doesn't it doesn't fit the profile of everything else there which is why i assume aliens because i've seen transformers and they're like generally shinier than the like in season in what what is the second movie the second movie of transformers they go to the desert i'm like oh see it really happened shia labeouf is out there with his broken hand can't say i love you (laughs) shia what you doing (laughs) all right let's get the hell out of here we've had too many jelly donuts uh thank you for joining us for another round rate review on apple Podcasts. follow us on instagram twitter and send us an email subscribe on youtube all that good stuff we will see you next week and until then keep it beautiful keep it classy keep it safe keep it safe healthy and happy uh keep wearing your masks keep drinking great beers and uh see ya cheers <laughs>